And now, on with the show. Craigslist for people who want to get laid. I thought Craigslist was Craigslist for people who want to get laid. She wants all three of us at the same time. This is what happens when parents block porn sites, man. They make socially backwards kids. Bet you boys want to get up to the devil's business, don't you? Get drinking, because I ain't drinking alone. I don't let no man near me unless he's got at least two beers in. Yes, ma'am. Family. Good evening. Good evening, Grandpa. I hate the wickedness of America. Rampant fornication, adultery, abortion, flagrant sexuality. Everywhere. Will somebody please let me out of here? And it's up to the righteous to curb the spread of his disease. You might take children out now. Gonna get grown up in here. Woman, <laughs> Send the sinner straight to hell. Send the sinner straight to hell. God doesn't love you. Let's fear. Yes, sir. It's dawn here now, but we can be fully mobilized and on site in an hour. Come out with your hands up and you will not be harmed. Repeat. You will not be harmed. I think it's the use of the word repeat that makes this work every time. I never saw the hand of God so clearly in all my born days. Those government people, they're gonna kill you too. You get down on your knees and pray. You said this was gonna be a simple in and out, sir. Don't but fear God. I fear God. You better believe I fear God. How much you think a cross like that costs? You know, dollars are common sense. Or show where we'd make a weird audible and watch another terrible Kevin Smith movie, <laughs> rounding out the Smithology. <laughs> it's his cult slash anti government slash gay panic movie, Red State. Yeah. It, and yeah. it real it, it real sucks. It real sucks. It real sucks. It is for sucks, as they say in the Czech Republic. Yeah. So we at the last minute. Uh, well, Gogs was out, but we all knew. Yeah. We we know how that goes. Uh, but Alec, who was going to be in, he bailed out last minute. So instead yeah, of yeah, smashing poos, probably probably smashing poos. <laughs> so instead of sticking to the theme, since it's only a half-powered show, we decided to call an audible. And since we've already watched Tusk and Yoga Hosers, we figured we'd finish the Kevin Smith triumvirate and watch Red State 
Yeah. And boy, it's another office space situation where every Kevin Smith movie we watch is the worst one. You know, as we were watching this, oh, and by the way, Escape Plan 2 came out and it has Stallone and Batista in it. Yeah. And, and I Curtis can, 50 Cent Jackson and I returning from the first one. Wait, he was in the first one? He was one? the tech guy, remember? Oh, that's right, that's right. I cannot wait to watch it. Anyway, as we were watching Red State, I said to you at the beginning, I was like, well, this can't be as bad as Tusk and Yoga Hosers. I don't know. Somehow it's not as bad and even worse. I think it might be worse. Because th- it's boring as fuck. Yeah, all those movies are boring as fuck, though. But at least, like, yeah, yeah, you know what, yeah. <laughs> I don't, man, I don't know. We'll get into it. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, unfortunately, if you tune in for Gogs, or, well, hopefully you never tune in for Gogs. Mm. barely here. Um... Maybe, You're just waiting for your fucking... Do you think there's people that, are like, they only listen to the show when Gogs is on, and if Gogs is on, they just don't turn it or on? Maybe. It's like they're waiting for their deadbeat dad to pick them up for their birthday for the last six years. He said he was going out for smokes. <laughs> um, yeah, we're Alec. Alec's not here. It's funny, when Alec uh, absconds from the show, I always feel like it's for a legitimate reason. Yeah. I never even ask why he's not going. No. Uh, but I don't. I don't allow Gogs the same uh, gratitudes. I don't. I don't. No, because it's always something stupid and something he knew already ahead of time. Like I forgot I'm selling my house today. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> a legitimate excuse that he said. Yeah, and he made us all wait like a week. We could have done the show. Yeah, anyway. yeah. we should do the Gogs cast where we just air all our grievances about <laughs> Gogs. He would literally kill himself. <laughs> he, uh, he challenge uh, accepted. He is a guy that like. He he is so terrified that people won't like him. Like it would destroy him if we did that. I mean, it would be interesting just to have Liz lean into us and just whisper, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what did you watch this week, Sean? Oh, snip, snap. Um, snap. I watched one thing, but first I want to get something snap. off my chest. One thing. The Fifth Element is a garbage movie. Yes, it is. Uh, so sorry, Alec. Not sorry, Gogs. I think Alec came up to your side on your Facebook. Well, yeah, there. after like uh, yeah, the, an assault from the fucking French Foreign Legion. On you're Sean... definitely wrong, Brandy. You're an idiot. Like, who else do I know that loves that movie? On Sean's page, some French guy was like, I assume he's French. Is yeah, he French? oh, he's very French. He was like, he's like, it's a movie that like, what was his exact wording? It was like a movie no, that Americans don't understand, and that's why it's a. Well, great he's friends movie. with Nate, so I try and like be pleasant. <laughs> Oh, that was like just. A- and he also designed the Space Boy logo, so uh, I also yeah, try to be well. pleasant. But uh, uh, let me see here. His exact words were: "It could have been a great movie, but something about it is a is abhorrent, foul, repulsive to any red blooded American. So it's an awesome movie." Oh boy! Yeah. There is nothing European about that fucking movie. No. That is the most like milk toast sci fi movie. There's nothing like profound or thought provoking. Again. As we discussed when I when we did the uh, the Fifth Element review, go back and listen to it if you'd like. I've read a bunch of fucking European comics. Like I know the aesthetic that they're trying to go for. Yeah, and uh, Luke Besson is a pedophile, and he got a hard me too. And if you're gonna be a pedophile, at least make Chinatown. Yeah, right. (laughs) Or Rosemary's Baby. That's an excellent movie too. Um, yeah, I Fifth Element sucks. People still defend it. I actually got into arguments over this past weekend about people defending the Fifth Element. I still think I'm on your page, Sean, where you say that it's tied into nostalgia and people yeah. just say they like it, they remember that they like it, but if they actually sat down and watched it, they wouldn't like it. I agree with you 110% yeah. because, and I'll tell you why, Valerian, it's total failure. Movie. 
Yeah. Like, total failure. And it's a movie that... It's a, it's a kind of movie I kind of want to love because it's one of those movies that's just in the ether as a bad movie, and yeah. you know how I feel about that. Yeah, 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 Like, I hate when movies just get swept up in, oh, it sucks, and then people just, oh, this movie's terrible, but they've never actually seen it. Right. Like, Monkey Bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Monkey Bone's a movie that I heard or for years. Or The Crow City of Angels. Exactly. Like, those are two movies that, oh, that movie sucks, that movie's garbage, but then you watch it, and you're like, well, no, it's... You know what those two movies have? Vision. <laughs> yeah. And... Valerian is the same effing movie as the sixth or the the fifth element. They even got like S- fifth, a younger postier version of Bruce Willis and Dane DeHaan, except not beefy. No, he ain't beefy. Dane DeHaan is awful and awfully cast for that movie. Oh, where he's like in love with his sister. Yeah, which is weird. Well, they're not. They it, might. They look. I don't. They look like brother and sister. Yeah. I'll tell you what else. Did you know this? I didn't know. Did we? Did we bring this up? Or John Goodman's in that fucking movie too. Oh yeah, he's a voice. I yeah. forgot. No, did, did I? Did we bring this up when we brought up Valerian? That the comic book is called Laurelin. Yeah, I can't say that name all of a sudden. Laurelin and Valerian. No, well, I didn't realize Valerian was the guy's name going yeah. into the movie. Yeah. So for some reason, they decided to drop the Laurelin and Valerian and just to call it Valerian. Well, look at how much how hard of a time you had saying that, and think about why they wouldn't make the title Laurelin and Valerian. Okay. But then they called it Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Like, yeah. just call it fucking Valerian. Like, that movie's garbage. Fifth Element is garbage. They should just make a Meta Barons movie. Oh my god. I wish. You know, at some point, that's what Yodorowsky wanted to do, but I don't think that'll ever happen. Dennis Villanueva's Meta Barons. You know who wants to make an Inkle comic? Who? Or Inkle movie? Is Tyler Perry. Refn. He's like a huge fan of the comic, and he's like dropped that he wants to do it, but. I have a hard time believing a studio would give him like super like big budget money. Yeah. Though I don't know, maybe you never. You know, we're in a crazy time right now. So I mean, but that movie would be very expensive. Yeah, the only thing that could save it is if you made a smaller version. Like if you somehow managed to distill the Inkle into like a smaller movie that did very well, and then you could spin it off into yeah. a bigger universe thing. I don't know, but anyway. But original sci-fi P doesn't do well. Like. No, I mean look or, at look at fucking Annihilation. Annihilation that just yeah. came out on digital. I mean that's a I I think that's a or f- phenomenal not, movie. Not that this is an original, the sequel, but like Blade Runner. I mean just totally bombed. Yeah, it didn't do very well. But the original didn't do well either. No, which is something that I think a lot of people forgot. Like no, the original didn't do well. Like shouldn't be that surprised. The sequel didn't do very well. I mean it's a a fucking masterpiece. It's in the my second opinion. best movie of 2017. No. But um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the fifth element's garbage. If you like it, you're garbage. Sorry. The garbage person. That's a hard, uh... You should feel bad. Go back to Hackensack. That's right. Everybody wants you here. Yeah. And, uh, Luke Besson sucks. Like, as a person. Yeah, he called a Me Too, right? Didn't he? Oh, Recently? Yeah. Well, uh, you already said it. It's true. They, they, they allegedly underaged Me Too'd, which is rough, and given... Me Five. What he's... Me Too. <laughs> given what he's written, like... I don't know, man. Like he gets this a, movie cost had the same budget as uh oh sorry, um, Red State had, had the same board. budget as uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's amazing. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is with Luke Besson, like, I mean, watch the professional. That story is about a guy and an underage girl falling in love, and then he's and the fifth element is about a guy and a, a guy with an, a like a grown up baby child that he fucks. Like it's weird, and then like. He, he, it comes out in real life that there, there's an accusation. It's kind of easy to. Well, you remember like when all the 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 hard Weinstein shit really got traction. There's a bunch of French actresses that were kind of annoyed about it. Like, so that's just how men act. It's like a weird cultural thing over there. Yeah, I don't know, man. 
Uh, I, I don't know. But, so uh, if you're going to be a weirdo, sexually aggressive rapist, move to France, I guess. Well, I mean, France is where, you know, you were talking earlier about, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roman Polanski. Yeah. I mean, he hangs out over there. They're fine. I love that shit. Yeah, it's like, love it. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Hate Africa loves rape. Right? The story of France. Yikes. Uh, anyway. So what did you watch, Sean? I watched the aforementioned Killing of a Sacred Deer movie I've been getting around to watching for the last... Eight months? Yeah, it's fantastic. The best movie probably from that year, I think. Uh, yeah. in, a, in a year that with a fucking stout top 20 movies. I mean, it, it went over Blade Runner for me. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. Uh, but I mean, that fucking... Black Hoats... Or no, Black Hoats Daughter 2016, but didn't come out until 2017. I forget there's something weird I, There's that. some weird thing. It came out in like 2015 technically, but, but didn't actually... There's so many movies we saw after we did the show. Yes, that were so good, like yeah, it kept it kept happening. It was just yeah. like, well, this is really good, and this is really good. And another, I think he saw Dunkirk after. Yeah, yeah. The, it's another A twenty four movie, and they can't do anything wrong. Apparently, no, they're amazing. Um, it's very so. It's the same director as the the Lobster. It was a uh, Wing Wee Malstein or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. He's got a strange name. He also directed Dogtooth, which is another movie I highly recommend. And the, he does this thing where all the performances are super pitched and weirdly stilted. Well, like The Lobster. But, yeah, The Lobster yeah. is the same way. But they're crazy compelling. This movie's not funny. No, well, I was going to say, like, I feel like the the kind of stilted performances in The Lobster are played for comedic effect. Yeah. Where in this movie, it's to make you feel very uncomfortable. Although, who knows? This could be a Toby Hooper situation, or if you ask the guy what kind of movie it is, it'd be like, oh, it's a comedy. Right. Like, yeah. Did you not get it? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, Texas Chancel Massacre is like his his uh his comedy of against oh, like uh meat eating. Now he'll make a um killing of a sacred deer too that's explicitly a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> the kid comes back with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is fucking amazing. Like it's filled with things I wouldn't like normally, but are great, like uh ch- child actors, Nicole Kidman. Um Weird sex stuff, like very off-putting sexual shit in the movie. Yeah, and all kind of given it this breath of just like kind of just bland a detachment. Yeah, it's like it's a it, <laughs> it's it's like a story. It's it's a story about taking personable taking personal accountability. It's also a story about like learning to love people. Yeah, in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also got some of the like. So it opens with two doctors, Colin Farrell, who's giving another one of these lights-out performances he gives in these type of movies. I don't get it. Where was this guy for frickin' most of his career? I don't know. I guess he can only do McDonough in this guy's movies. He's really good in Crazy Heart. Oh, yeah, you ever he seen is. That? Yeah. Yeah, he's excellent in that. Because um, he's not trying to be handsome. Like, there's something about it, like, in the same thing with Russell Crowe and the Nice Guys, where they can just kind of relax, not have to be, like, the heartthrob in the movie, right. and just concentrate on giving a good performance. I think, and again, not to, like, hit a nail we've hit over and over and over again, but there's something about when those guys get older, yeah. they have more credibility for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but they de- they seem more believable just off the bat. It just opens with him and his doctor friend discussing their watches and the depth at which they go out and the, the, um, that they're water resistant. Yeah. And it's the most oddly compelling shit. Every line in this movie is so fucking weird and super compelling. There's a scene with Alicia Silverstone who I did a fucking double take because I didn't realize it was her. I mean, she's aged well. Just yeah. thought, ow, she just doesn't look anything like her. Like, like you remember. Um, yeah. But there's a, a scene in there where she's trying to, like, 
I don't. We can't talk about too much of the movie yeah. without spoiling it. Where she's trying to seduce him. Yeah. And she's like, the a lot of the a plot point. I'm kind of all over the place in this movie. A lot of the plot revolves around his hands. Yeah. Because he's a surgeon. It's like, oh, you have beautiful hands. Everybody, yeah. you know, loved his hands. Um, and she's like, like sucking on his finger, and he gets up to leave, but she won't let go, and he's like dragging her by the mouth through yeah. the living room. It's like the weirdest fucking thing. Well, the thing is, like, too, it's it's uh, to to use a phrase that I hate, but I will use problematic. It. Well, no, it's like Lynchian in a way because yeah. it's weird, but it's not like it's weird without being like weird on silly purpose or yeah. like trying too hard. Like, that guy, again, with the lobster and a dog tooth, his strength is he makes these rules, and he builds these worlds that you have to follow. That, like, you as an audience member have to be like, okay, I'm on board with this, this is the rules. And he never, like, it's kind of laid down, and that's it, and he has to play within that world. Yeah. And it's, it's always something that's just like, what? Like, on paper, you're like, well, huh? Like... This like, there's a legit gypsy curse in this movie that's played totally straight. It's never questioned. It's not like a thinner where it's like, oh, it's all, we're, we're magic and stuff. Like, they, there's no, no one in this movie is, and this isn't the opposite of, like, this is not the same thing as our movies where Ryan Reynolds not surprised that there's an alien five feet from him. But, like, nobody makes a fuss over the fact that there is a legit curse that's killing these people. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's this weird, like, the kid in the movie is sort of, like, just recognized as being more than what he is. Yeah. And that's never really explained. It's just there. And no one questions it. And that's what I'm talking about, like, working within this framework where it's just like, okay, this is just the world. And it's funny, like, and I guess this is the way this guy views, especially kind of affluent people... But, like, all the dialogue in this movie, until it gets to probably the third act, is all small talk. Yes. Like, it is even between the husband and wife, it's all like, oh, I see that, do you not like french fries? No, I, I love french fries. I'm saving them for last. Oh, I do that, too. But it's like, right, all that, that's the whole fucking movie. Yeah, until but, right. things get very emotional. Yeah. Which is a weird, like, I feel like a lot of this movie is about kind of the banality of just, like, living. Yeah. And then, like, you don't really live until, like, you're about to die, which is, yeah. like, kind of a cliche thing, but I, I feel... Well, you've never seen it presented in such a way. Right, and, like, I told you when we, before, when we were talking analog, before we started the show, like, there's a lot going on in this movie that's, like, this is definitely a movie you want to watch a second time, because, like, there's things, there, there's stuff to unpack in this movie yeah. that, that, again, nothing has ever, like, really hit very hard. But there's stuff there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, there's there's layers to peel away from this this onion this, of. This is a movie. Uh, reading the reviews that like the people that liked it really liked it, and the people that didn't like it fucking hated it. Oh, I like, can see that. No, but I mean, yeah. Even Nicole Kidman, who I generally don't like, is very, very, very good in this movie. She's she's excellent. But you know, it's weird. She's like, um, I this role for her reminded me a lot of her. In Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. which is another movie that I really like that a lot of people don't care. About. I got to go back and watch. I watched it once when it came out, and I was what like 19, when did that movie come out like ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, I think like ninety nine. Um, but she's she's very similar to, and I almost wonder if she was cast for that reason. She doesn't have that kind of patrician, yeah. sort of rich wife look to her, just in general. So yeah. I could I could see that. But uh, it's an excellent movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, so everybody should definitely check it out. I wouldn't say it's a movie for everyone, but it's a movie that everyone should see. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need to see if you, you would... But you gotta buy into what's going on, like, immediately, or I think you 
you just can't. I feel like, I don't know, I've talked to a lot of people about the movie, people even that I wouldn't have expected to enjoy the movie. And they, like your dad? No. Sample would <laughs> they not. They didn't shoot a fucking single deer in that movie. He, he would have hated that. Yeah, he would have hung up on the title the whole time. But, uh, yeah, that's an incredible movie. The way it's shot is amazing. Yeah. I thought, that, like, it's just one of those... There's just so many weird, uncomfortable scenes that I don't... Is the premise of the movie in, like, the description? I knew what it was just because I read about it, but... Yeah, about the curse? Yeah. Or, they don't really... Don't, it's never referred you to You call it a such. curse, which yeah. is a really good way to describe it, but yeah, I believe so, yes. Um, and the way he has to decide who he's going to kill... Yeah. Is so fucking weird and like. The final. It's like so analytical. Yeah, and then when he actually goes through with it, it's like fucking awful. Like, it's just so hard to watch and it's just. And clumsy and weird. Yeah. And it has like the most like disturbing handjob scene in a movie I've seen, I think, ever. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. You know, I love my gibberish. Yeah, I can't uh, can't go on enough about how good this movie is. I'm glad you liked it. Interested to see what he does next. I, I I think you need to go back and watch Dogtooth. I will. Too. I think I think you'll like it. If you like the, these two, you'll like Dogtooth. I can't wait to see. Yeah, that guy. I think Killing a Sacred Deer is the best movie he's made. Yeah, I'd say hands down. I love The Lobster. Like I legitimately love that movie. Yeah, I thought The Lobster was fantastic. And it's another in our uh, Rachel Wise in a bathtub canon. Yeah, it's so weird that <laughs> Wet Wise always, always in a tub. What did we watch like back to back that she was? In? It was uh, Constantine. It was two Keanu Reeves movies where she was fully clothed in a bathtub in both movies. It was Constantine that and uh, not Chill Factor. What is it? Uh, oh. What the fuck is that movie called? It's like the most boring. The well, every movie watches the most boring. Um, the fuck? I, I can't think of it. It's not Chill Factor. What the fuck is it called? Uh, and she was also in a tub in fucking the, uh, the fountain. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna drive me nuts. Great radio. <laughs> yeah. Wise. What Morty the hell Cole. was that movie? I it can't... was called Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction. Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> I know, it's so boring. Uh, but was it as boring as Red State? I don't know. I don't think it was trying as hard. I feel like it was. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, anything else? No. What did I watch? Good question. Um, Did I watch? Did I watch anything? I watched... Uh. Apocalypse Now. Oh. Which I have on Blu-ray. The Redux. I did not watch the Redux. <coughs> not recommend. So you watched the short six and a half hour version? I wouldn't recommend anyone watch the Redux. Oh, really? Uh, you know, I've never seen this movie. It's only fine. It's only good for people that are like diehards. It's like the people that... Like completionists? Or a person that like loves the movie and, and goes through and watches every deleted scene. Like, okay. I, I'm glad I watched it once. I'll never watch it again because it's four and a half hours long. Yeah. And that's too long for any movie. Uh, the normal version is not quite three hours. I think it's like two, two. Four. I've never seen it anywhere. Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, it's a great movie. Francis Ford Coppola. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I know it's a controversial statement. Guy knows how to make a movie. Yeah, see, Bicentennial Man. Oh God, I or Jack, or Jack. Jack. He yeah. made Jack. Chris Columbus, I think, made or Bicentennial. There's Man. some movie that was on Netflix forever. It's like a horror movie called like Twix Sticks or something. That shit was garbage. But no, I mean, in his fucking heyday, I mean, you know, obviously The Godfather and fucking Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now is amazing. It's like a technical marvel. Like, the yeah. way that everything was shot o- like uh, over there and um, 
this is it's one of those movies that's kind of like a film nerd's movie because like he shot like hundreds of hours of footage. Yeah. And I forget the name of the editor, but the editor wrote a book like documenting like what the hell that they had to do to, to get this movie to like length because Did it this, read like a prison journal? Well I, I, I yeah. I mean the thing is that it's kind of amazing to think about is that like Coppola was at like his peak, like he was a crazy artist. Like yeah. he shot all of the shit. Is this before or after Patton? This is after Patton, I believe. Um but it's kind of amazing that it turns into like this really coherent, like interesting story. Like I think just the Walter Murch is the name of the guy that edited the movie. A million feet of film, the that's editing it. of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And I believe that that's not hyperbole. I think it legit was a million feet that of film. That movie cost thirty two million dollars in nineteen seventy nine. So what's that with inflation? Uh, like a hundred over a hundred million probably. Uh, yeah, I'll see. Go ahead. But uh Anyway, it's a great movie. Uh, what's his name? Martin Sheen is really good in it. Uh, he almost died during that movie, apparently. Right? Yeah, um, a very young uh, Lawrence Fishburne is cool. Like yeah. seeing it, I, I really like the movie. It's it's an interesting war movie because there's not a lot of fighting in it, like at all. Apparently, Arlie Ermy hates that movie. He was like a technical consultant on it. Yeah, because that was before um, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of. I think because um, he hated it because the way it depicted the military. Well, pr- it kind of predicts. The pr- uh, it shows them as kind of douches. Yeah, but they're supposed to be like they're, like British colonialists in Africa, right? right. Isn't that the it's, a, it's the a, heart of darkness? Yeah, it's a. Con- it would cost one hundred and six million dollars. Wow, which still isn't that much considerably. Considering, I, I think it's interesting that there's there's a movie that came out that I really liked in the what the early aughts, Jarhead. Yeah, that movie, and everybody got on that movie because my father loves that movie because like that's what the military's like. It's just a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) a a war movie that people didn't care for because there's like not a lot of fighting in it. Yeah, but like Apocalypse Now is the same thing. And Apocalypse Now is praised as a masterpiece. Like, there's some, there's some like quote war elements, and of course you have that fantastical ending where you run into fucking uh, Colonel Kurtz. Yeah, which is great. And Brando is like peak insane. Like, right. well, not peak. That would be Island <laughs> Doctor Moreau. But I mean, it's a really, it's a really incredible movie. Like, I, don't, it, I don't know a lot about that movie, but I do love Robert Duvall. Like, oh, he's great. All the bits I've seen from him in that. Oh, I mean, you've seen, you've seen all Charlie his don't scenes. Surf. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody loves. What do you know about Surfer Major from Goddamn New Jersey? I'd love to know the story behind that character and like that sequence because it's so and fucking being weird. Robert Duvall who's not a guy you think of even as a younger man is like a surfer no. but maybe that's what it is it's that fucking, makes it work it's fucking brilliant yeah. and it's like one of the most memorable like not only one of the most memorable parts of that movie I would say like one of the most memorable parts of movies yeah like I hear that line quoted all the time you know or well there's a band called Charlie Don't Surf yeah I mean but anyway yeah go watch Apocalypse Now it's great I will I bought it on Blu-ray for like five dollars, and I haven't watched it since. I R.I.P. Fucking movie stop. Oh boo! And I, that's like the fancy ass like oh yeah, yeah five yeah. disc version. I have like versions of the movie I'll never watch. <laughs> it's got like the theatrical, the extended, the, the Chinese fun. release oh, where great. they added all the Beijing it's running great. over Los Angeles scenes. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's very very good. I Harrison Ford's in it for Is five it? seconds. Yeah, very young Harrison Ford. Well, that was two years after Star Wars, three years after American Graffiti, something yeah. like that. He's like uh, he he plays a. Uh, it's in the very beginning of the movie. He gives um, Martin Sheen his orders. Oh. Uh, it, anyway, it's They very... should make nine movies now about what happened to Harrison Ford's character after Apocalypse Now. I, I just can't wait. 
sure there's stories to be told. Where did he get those dice? Fucking solo. Um, but yeah, no, go watch it. It's great. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's, it's excellent. There's a reason why it's a classic. You know, I feel like nowadays, you know, I'm, I'm, I read a lot of fucking film shit on the on the internet, film shit. and there's a, there's definitely a very strong. Uh, undercurrent of people that want to go back and look at all these classics and are like, was it really that good? That's like the fun think piece thing nowadays. Yeah. And the answer is always yes. Citizen Kane's not really that good. That's it's only good because I see this all the time. It's only good because you've seen it on AMC's top 50 list for 25 years. It's not really good. It's I've never seen it myself, but I assume it's not that good. Citizen Kane's amazing. Uh, also, did we talk about the fact that Netflix is going to put out like or- Orson Welles is uh, lost yeah. in the theaters. I can't wait for I'm that. excited. They're putting out a Rudy Ray Moore biopic with Eddie Murphy starring as Rudy Ray Moore. What? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely watch that. Damn, that's right. I jumped off I jumped off the window. I'm so bad I kick my own ass twice a day. Bitch, you know I don't wear cotton drawers. <laughs> that movie's great. All right, I guess let's get into this fucking movie. It's going to be a short show tonight. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. So how do we, how do you feel about Red State? Do you want to tell the people what it's about? Sure. It's so uh, uh, wait real quick. I didn't mean I this is the movie that uh, Kevin Smith took to Sundance and auctioned to the highest bidder, who happened to be himself for one American dollar, because nobody would fund the movie. I'm glad that you because somebody that up. probably read the script and went, "This sucks." Yeah. So where is this in his filmography? This is post Jersey Girl. This is post everything. This is the beginning of like. Kevin Smith's third wave. <laughs> Kevin Smith Mach 2. <laughs> this is like V3 because he makes those the the Kevin Smith movies, let's call them. The good ones. Yeah. The the Jersey trilogy. Well, well quadrilogy? Well, because Dogma and, yeah. and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So that's five. Yeah. Whatever. Um the, the and Kevin, then he, No, we got what do they call it? Aliens? The, the saga. <laughs> yeah, the, it's the Kevin Smith saga. saga. Uh so that's that. This his children of Kevin Smith series is <laughs> uh, only relate things to Dune. Thank is you. Jersey Girl and Cop Out. Yes. And is that it? I think so. And then the uh, <laughs> his uh, Butlerian Jihad is uh, these three movies: wow. uh, Red State, Tusk, and Yoga Hosers. Or actually, I don't even think Yoga Hosers is part of this. Cause I think it's like Red State and Tusk. That's the <laughs> no 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 no. You're right. Red yeah. State is like the transitional period, like the transitional movie because Tusk and Yoga Hosers are the first and second parts of a whole nother trilogy. Right. Yeah, his like Canadian trilogy. Yeah, and you guys couldn't hear my eyes roll at home. <laughs> I, you might have. So yeah, I forgot about that. So he made this big deal at Cannes that he was going to auction off this fucking hit film. And nobody wanted it. And then he said, well, didn't he pull some stunt where he's like, no, I'm going to buy it. Like, yeah. oh, fuck you For guys. a dollar. Yeah. It was just a, it was like a butthurt festival. Yeah. And it's like, then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like how he was all hyped about fucking Clerks 3 and Mallrats 2 and then nobody it wanted that either. Pass. We've seen your last 11 movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever happened with that? Because th- didn't you tell me that Mallrats 2 was supposed to be a TV show? No, it was supposed to be sell? a movie. Yeah. Then he decided to break it into a TV show, and everyone passed on. I mean, 
Hulu passed on it. Fuck it, I think crack like every streaming service. Fuck you know you're in, in dire straits of crackle passes on your shit. <laughs> I mean, like, sorry, bro, we gotta if, produce. If Snatch you're famous season two. and you can't get a fucking streaming service to pick up your series, it must be just abject garbage. Especially because like they'll put fucking anything on. Yeah, fucking Netflix has that crazy initiative where they're like, we want a new show every single week of the year. Right. I mean, I don't know if they're still doing that, but that was their goal last year. Yeah, because remember he was going to make Hit Somebody, the hockey movie that turned into a series that also never happened? Yeah, that's right. And then he was going to... I remember he announced he was going to do... He was going to do... Clerks 3, and I was like, don't... And then Jeff Anderson said, nope. (laughs) Yeah, he turned down that paycheck. He said, no, thank you. Yeah, and Jeff Anderson, who, you know, I love Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson played Randall, if you didn't know that. But uh, he's a great guy, and he's... I, I, I think that Clerks 2... Well, they, he didn't want to do Clerks 2. Oh, we forgot about Clerks 2. Yeah. He didn't want to do that, but uh, they basically fucking begged him into it, and then he didn't get paid right, and all this oh, other shit right? happened. Yeah, they had some kind of issue with the Weinsteins. So, this is the sad thing I'm going to say about Kevin Smith. Clerks 2 seems like a movie where it's about a guy that understands... Like, it seems to be a movie about growth. Yeah. And it seems to be a guy that's trying to end a chapter in his life... And move on. Like I think that's the yeah. whole point of that movie. Yeah, I think it's expressly about that. I don't think it's very deep. Like, but like he obviously couldn't, and he can't, and he hasn't moved forward, and he doesn't know how to grow as a writer or as a director. God, as a director, we'll get into the direction. But it's but so anyway, let's get into Red State. So this brings us all back to Red State, a movie nobody wanted. No, and after we watched tonight, we could see why. So what's it about, Sean? So it's about it's loosely about the Westboro Baptist Church, which is a group he had some kind of real conflagration with in real life. Yeah, they protested dogma. Yeah, and then uh, he produced a what is that guy's name? Malcolm something had a documentary about gay bars. It's not small town gay bar, but it's something oh, like you're that. You're talking about the Sex Pistol guy, right? No, 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 no. This is some friend of his, not Malcolm McDowell, oh. not a uh, Malcolm. You know what I'm talking. Too many Malcolms. Yeah, there's too many Malcolms. Too many. They, they'd always say there'd be a few Malcolms, but there's too many. My, my uh, Don Knotts is turning into a uh, Jimmy Smith. <laughs> Stewart. Or Stewart. Jimmy, Jimmy Smith for wide I have receiver no idea for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or, or uh, Prince. turning into a real Keenan McArdle. Um, so the, here's the thing about this movie being about a group like the West Baptist Church. Yeah. They name check the West Baptist Church in this we movie. We talked about that. He does that a lot, though. Like, he'll have fake Google or whatever, and yeah. then they'll talk about regular Google, which makes no sense. You don't need... If you're going to have the fake group, don't name the real group. Right. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like it's like you talked... We, we, analog again, before the... the before the mics went hot. <laughs> There's a sequence in fucking Any Given Sunday where they reference the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> so there's two professional football Are leagues? Are the NFL fold? Yeah. Or like- again, again I, I want to think that Any Given Sunday is, is actually in a post-apocalypse where the NFL has been destroyed. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking weird. And, like, it seems like something that, like, a six-year-old would be like, yeah, that doesn't... Why would you do that? Yeah. Not that I... Now, don't get me wrong. Clearly, there's, like, plenty of hate groups to go around in the world. Yeah. But, like, to specifically go after, like, a very specific well, hate this group. isn't, like, yeah, I was gonna say, this isn't, like, a the Klan or right. the Nazis or, like, something right. that encompasses, you know, hundreds to thousands or however many people. This is 
eight motherfuckers in Kansas. Like you don't have those eight motherfuckers don't have the identical eight motherfuckers in Kansas. That are like, a family that yeah. are extremely homophobic. Right. And Kevin Smith question mark maybe slightly. Kevin Smith has some kind of weird gay hang up. I don't. Oh, we'll get into yeah. it. It's it's I don't know. Well. The message of this movie, I Kevin don't know. Kevin Smith also has a gay brother shield. Are, are you aware of this? No. His brother's gay. Oh. So that gets brought up a whole lot in his talks and stuff, which I mean, whatever. You know? I, we I, all I, got... since, since we're getting into this, this is going to be a very, uh, like, Shattershot episode, but. Scattershot. Shattershot's like a X Force miniseries. Ex- yeah. <laughs> I hate. I think one of the things that started me on the path of I Can't Stand Kevin Smith, aside from him just making bad movie after bad movie after bad movie. Yeah. Those talks, do you remember oh, those? the evening with Kevin Smith and the evening with Kevin Smith to Kevin Smith Harder or whatever? I mean, you have to be the most fucking pretentious. I'll watch somebody jerk off, but not for two and a half hours. And, like, <laughs> if you listen to those things, every story was the same. It was about how mall rats didn't succeed because the studio did this and fucking dogma didn't yeah. succeed because I didn't get this or I didn't get that. Wah, wah, wah. Dude, stop fuck like y'all like you think about think about the fucking mindset that this guy has. He is famous enough that he's rich. Yeah. Uh, you know, relatively. I don't, I don't think there's any relative about it. I mean, the guy's like I mean, a multimillionaire. Not, he's not fucking Scarlett Johansson, but you know, he's That's a weird point of comparison. Well, she's a very highly paid actress. I know, but what <laughs> I'm sure she's a better writer too, but <laughs> oh, uh, anyway. Fired. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, he's very famous. He is marketing a series of DVDs, like he's on a stand-up tour, basically, where he's not a stand-up, he just talks to people. And then he markets a DVD for it, but he still has this thing where he's like, I'm not famous And not only that, he doesn't have to do anything, he's got this, like, built-in core fans, which, I mean, you know, he cultivated it, and blah, 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 but he doesn't have to expand it all, he can just do the same shit over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and and he does. And his net worth is $25 million, so you decide, like, how... Yeah, he's he's fine. I mean, he's, he's... But that's my point. Like... If you watch those those specials, or I only watched the first one. I think he made several after that. It was just like David Lynch is worth sixty million. Yen? I'm surprised he's not worth more. He produces a lot of shit. He also owns a lot of art. Oh, okay. Like his own, and he he sells his or David Smith, David Lynch's Thomas Crown affair. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm just gonna sneak in here. And get this David Lynch also sells his art for a staggering amount of money. I like how it's like it says David Lynch's net worth and has a picture of Justin Thoreau. The David Lynch analog of Mahalo Drive. I wonder if he did that. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty funny. That's like only funny if you're a David Lynch nerd. Yeah. But uh, um, but yeah, that, but I don't know. That just rubs me the wrong way. It's just like Everything, he is, and we've I think we've used this word directly before. He is insufferable. Yeah. It's just like, like don't be. Why aren't you happy for the people that are here for you and the money that you already have? Like, how many great directors have we seen that just like. Like I, I hate to keep bringing this guy up, but like like a John Hyams, right? Like that guy's a fucking unbelievable director. Alex Cox, yeah. What what Alex, what fucking blockbuster did Alex Cox make? Right, none. I never hear him complain. Yeah. I mean, has Jeremy Saulnier made a movie that's made any more? Has made anything like what Clerks Two probably made? I doubt it. I doubt it. Jeremy Saulnier is a fucking genius. Yeah, I don't hear him complain. Jeff Nichols, any of these guys that are like, and that's not even to say like the great directors and writers that have toiled in obscurity and, like, fought to get some movie out. Yeah. Oh, speaking Kevin of... Kevin Smith made the same movie 12 different times. Speaking of great filmmakers, um, John Milius is gonna be at fucking Monster Mania. 
Oh shit! I was like, I saw Is that their liquor at Monster Mania because that's the show I want to go to. I couldn't believe I they got him because he is like a. How much like, you think it's you're getting? He's getting for an autograph. Hundred million. You think so? Easily. You think yeah. he's gonna get a big line? Because I feel like me, you, and Matt McCormick and your buddy I Anthony think, would be the only people in that no, line. Because that show is filled with people like us. Nah, it's yeah. a, it's filled with movie fanatics. Like, right. I, I mean, horror fans more than anything. That that. Like, the movie nerd? There's a weird Kevin Smith tie. Uh, the Milius documentary, the really good ones. Excellent. It's produced by Scott Mosier. Oh. Yeah. It, I think, is that still on Amazon? I'm not sure. Well, that's excellent, If you have, by the way. If you're looking for a good that documentary. That guy's fucking fascinating. I would love to just be around that guy. He's going to be at Monster Mania. He's like the Papa Hemingway of that USC film crew. Because <laughs> it's, it's him, Lynch, Lucas, and Spielberg. And wasn't there another one? Uh, it was uh, Coppola. Okay, yeah. 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 Could you imagine going to school with all those guys? Oh, my God. And then you got Lynch fucking off in the woods in that fucking old house making a racer head. I got an idea, Steven. We could put a black person in a movie. Nobody's <laughs> ever done that before. <laughs> I just watched that thing like that. Oh, my God. If you guys want a good laugh, watch fucking the, the Half in the Bag episode of the, the Red Letter Red Letter Media their Half in the Bag series, watch the Red Tails episode, <laughs> and they showed George Lucas where he's like, he's like, I was the first person to make a black black person movie. <laughs> black people in a major film? And he gives like the interviewer this look like, who would have thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest, it is the most... But he's not- like it's the most out. of If it turned out that George Lucas was doing an Andy Kaufman esque trolling bit for the last thirty years, it would be brilliant. It's so funny. It's so out of, the only thing that's more out of touch that I watch in heavier rotation because I I love like smug rich people that like end up saying dumb shit. Yeah. And maybe that's why I like the president so much because he just constantly does it. Uh, but fucking, uh, I don't really like the president. Yeah. By the way, you, you know. Oh, he's fun. Um, <laughs> no, have you ever seen that Kelly Osborne clip? So Ozzy so. Osbourne's daughter is on like I don't think she's on the View, but she's on a show that's like the View. Yeah. It's like a daily show, some clam show, a bunch of women. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes, this is during the uh, the the election, right? She goes, if you deport all the Mexicans, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's going to clean your toilet, Donald Trump? <laughs> and she's got this look in her face, like she made this big point, and then all the other women on the panel are like, ooh, no, yeah. no, honey. And then she's like, she's like, no, no, no. What I mean. What- <laughs> Shit, it's so funny! A black film? Who would have thought of that? If you deport all these black people, who's gonna drown in your swimming pool, Mr. President? <laughs> it's so terrible, like... I love rich people that are out of touch. It cracks me up. Oh, did you watch their Hereditary episode yet? I haven't seen it, because I haven't I seen the movie. I have! It, did they like it? They did, they liked okay. it a lot. Um, man, this movie's bad. Sorry, this, just like when we're watching the actual movie, it's very hard to pay attention to this movie. Uh, so anyway, let's get back to the movie. Okay, so the setup is... That these three high school boys, who one of them is directly out of Porky's, um, <laughs> yeah, and he's got like this hilarious mullet. Who are like, well, besides the mullet, are like normal-looking young men. Even the mullet that could guy probably is normal. Fuck, yeah, uh, they go on Craigslist to find a woman that is offering to mash three of them at once. Yeah, so they find this. It's like a, it's like a Tinder, except. All you see. How many times do they say faggot in the first ten minutes of this movie? Because it is a bunch. At least like ten or fifteen yeah. times. It's a lot, and it's distracting. And I guess we just jump into this now. So the movie is like a- I get that young men uh, and uh, you know apologize for using the word sure. say faggot 
more than they should. Of course. And, like, we've all tripped over our dogs in the middle of the night and called them faggots. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But, like, the extent to... Like, nobody says it this much. And it's disturbing. Like, yeah. it's just like... This is like... You, I think you said it's a Troy Duffy level of... It's felt like a Troy Duffy movie. Yeah. It's like, is this gay? Is this gay? Is, is this, this gay? gay? Is this gay? It's You're like, gay. All right, man. And But the thing is, the, the thing that doesn't... That, that makes the least amount of sense is there's, like... So, um... The church... Church is severely anti-gay, and they kill gay people. Right. So they're supposed to be evil, which I get. Obviously, they are. But like, it's weird that you have all these other people that just constantly, casually throw around like gay and and you know fag. And it's and there are two actual gay people in the movie. One is killed by this church. The other gets his comeuppance for being a closeted homosexual by being blackmailed and then shot in the head. Yeah, what? And what is that? <laughs> the, the, and this is like the what I'm saying. Like, what is the what is the point? Like, yeah, what Stephen you... Root's a bumbling sheriff. Now, this is there's a lot of and we'll kind of get into it. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that needs to be in its own movie because when you just buzz over it in five seconds, it's very jarring. Yeah, and like like Stephen Root's character is the sheriff of this town. Uh, the in a uh, odd bit of kismet. Or kids, men, as it were. Oh, oh, the the boys going to, and we'll get to them in a second. Going to smash this Craigslist ad, hit this car, which is being occupied by Sheriff Stephen Root, who's being blown by a young Latino gentleman, which you'll find out is Latino because they call him a wetback seventeen times. Yeah, later. thanks, thanks, Kevin Smith. Um, and then he hears, he knows that his deputy is murdered shortly thereafter. But he's being blackmailed by Michael Parks as Abin Sir, the leader of this church. <laughs> Uh, because he knows that he's a homosexual. Yeah. And then he later gets executed. Yeah. Good, good on him. <laughs> like, good job. What? Yeah. Also, he hits Stephen. So Roots. if you hate gay people, you have a good chance of living. If you are gay, you will be killed. Well, yeah, the guy that hates gay people the most lives at the end of the movie. Right. And he lives in prison. He seems pretty comfortable. Yeah, he's not. He's doing all right. Um, also, the uh, scene where they hit... Uh, Steven Root's car that's barely on the side of the road. The characters in the scene say, my god, it's pitch black out here, but it is like the most well-lit night I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, it looks life. like a day-for-night shot. I don't think it is, but I think it might have been a dusk shot where they crushed all the black, so it looks really weird. It looks terrible, and yeah. it certainly doesn't look dark. Like, when you s- see it in real time, you're like, well, how did they not see the yeah, car? You can see if this was like a, a city where right. they have lights everywhere, but this is in the middle of fucking nowhere on a dirt road. It's supposed to be in the middle of the woods. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we're jumping all over. So these three boys pull up to this trailer. Uh, hold on. I oh. just want to... One thing... Go ahead and go. I'm going to grab my soda. ...establishes in this movie that I just... It bothers the shit out of me. Is that they... They find this app that's like a Tinder or like a, a fucking... Uh, one of these other, like... Uh, it's Grinder for straight people. Grinder, yeah. But all it is, it's like a, a, a dating app where the girls' faces are blocked out. Yeah. But it's just their naked bodies. And it's like, what? Like, is this a thing? Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't seem like it's a thing. Like, why would this be a thing? And right. then they all, the, the MacGuffin is, they find this 36-year-old, they say she's 36, and they, that she wants to have a three-way with the three of them. A four-way. A four-way. The three of them. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I missed a person. So then they get all boned up, yeah, and they're gonna drive to the middle of the woods. That's when they run into Stephen Root's car. Then they, uh, you take it from there. Uh, so they show up to find a disheveled Melissa Leo in this trailer, and you know what? I love Melissa Leo. She's a great actress. She's not a bad looking older lady, 
But the way they have her made up in this movie is horrific. Yeah. And yeah. these three boys that are like normal looking boys are like, I'm sticking with this. I'm going to stay here and have a four-way with Melissa Leo in a trailer that's as big as my car. I don't think they could have had sex in the trailer logistically. No. They're like, it would have taken a lot of like uh, pulling and strings, and I don't even know. Like it's engineering that's above my pay grade, that's for sure. Um, and another thing to, that's kind of wacky about the world that they're in is that the Earth is constantly shifting and spinning and vibrating at a rate that's much faster than our own. So gravity must be super heavy because oh, of the way shit. I've never seen so much. We complain, and you know I hate handheld shit. I can't stand it. Like if it's in like Black Hawk Down for ten seconds, like I get it. But this whole movie, I think, is shot yeah. on handheld. Everything is just fucking insane. It, it's like uh, it's everything looks like it, the camera was held together by a piece of rope. Yeah, it was just like on like a, a fucking like a, I don't even know like a pinata or some yeah. shit. Like just it's like swinging just, around like on some kind of gelatin. Even when it's cart. like two characters that are just talking in a normal scene, that camera is just <laughs> whooshing around. There's a scene. It's like a it's a fucking exterior, which. Nobody shoots an exterior handheld. It's an establishing shot, so it's supposed to sit there so you can see what's going on. Of, like, the the church building and the sheriff's car going by. Yeah. It's shaking all over the goddamn place. It looks like they're in a constant earthquake. Well, and another thing about it is, is the front, like, the blocking and the framing is always The blocking in this movie weird. is fucking terrible. This is the first movie I think we've ever complained about the blocking, but, but the blocking in this movie is fucking distracting. It's so distracting. The establishing shot you're talking about, the compound is halfway out of the frame. Yeah. So it's like, you don't even know what you're fucking looking at. And again, like, this guy has directed movies before. He knows what a movie's supposed He's to be. He's directed like. 12 movies before this or some fucking shit. Inframan was yeah. shot and blocked better than oh, this. Oh, they didn't do any handheld Inframan. No. no. We put that shit on sticks. Oh, my God. All right, so so they go to bone this old lady. Who, she drugs them with antique beer. Yeah, she has Miller Lights that are in green bottles. Maybe that's why they're the poison. They're oh, poison shit. bottles. This movie takes place in present year, I think. <laughs> well, I guess they have self. They have like they do have self. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they they get. Oh, pulled. and don't you, we missed most of the pithy Kevin Smith dialogue, but don't worry, it's there. Now I remember because we're we, one of our favorite things to do when we select a movie is to see if it's under an hour and a half. Yes, that's our, uh, that's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite genre of movie. It's sub ninety minutes. <laughs> we've, we've we've made plenty of decisions on this show of what to watch simply based on the fact that if it was under two hours. Yeah, which is weird because I was a kid, I loved long movies. But yeah. when we were kids, the long movies were like Lords of Arabia and shit. They were like good movies. Um, so, but I was like, I remember this movie being a lot longer. Yeah, well, it's only because it feels. And this is where the movie, long. not that the movie was like going anywhere at this point. Yeah, but it comes to a screeching. Oh, I'm sorry. Their teacher earlier uses the phrase "nuck and futz," which made me want to kill TJ and then myself. Ugh, it felt like like somebody had like a Poe po body's nerfic uh, <laughs> coffee mug on their desk. I would have laughed at that. Uh, um. We get to the Fred Phelps place, the yeah. Abbins. Or what, I don't remember. His first name is definitely Abbin. There's like three or four characters with Green Lantern names Aben, in here, isn't it? Abin Abbins, the same Smith thing. or something. Or I, I can't remember. Um, and the movie comes, and I was like, I think this movie feels really long because it's like filled with monologues, like in uh, Tusk, it's exactly, which what it, it is. certainly is. I mean, this. God bless Michael Parks for remembering all this shit because it goes on. This this monologue or this sermon it slash monologue is, is eternal. Yeah, I don't know what the real screen time was, but it literally felt like twenty minutes long. It just does not, and it's and it's all in handheld. Uh, cut to Michael Parks. 
cut to the twelve people in the audience. Cut back to Michael Parks. Cut, cut to, to the, the kid in the cage. You forgot. About, oh yeah. You forgot about. Th- so this whole scene starts with one of the boys. Boys is in this cage, and so you hear him talking while the he's the kid has like a like a blanket over the cage, so he can't see what's going blanket. on. <laughs> Um, so he's got like a blanket over the cage But yeah. you can still hear Michael Parks And he and thinks at this point somehow That this was his buddy's idea Was the setup was to drive out in the middle of the woods And drug themselves Yeah That's a, a good good prunk yeah. Um, But uh Yeah so then this scene just goes On and on and on And all it is Is Michael Parks just espouting this fucking You know hellfire and brimstone For gay people And yeah. blah 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 And it's just this long winded crap and it crescendos to them murdering this gay guy. Yeah. But, like, you could have cut this scene in half easily. So you cut two-thirds out of it. Because, because all it is... This scene has to be 25 minutes. It felt 25 well, minutes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the real... Sport. It could have been 11, but, I mean, it was forever. And, again, all it led to was the murder. So you you really could have just fucking opened with the murder. Yeah. You could have had him say one Because it's an interesting visual of them wrapping this guy all up in plastic That's and then cool. shooting him in the head. Yeah, and then watching his fucking head. But the head. juice ain't worth the squeeze, you no. know? <laughs> watching his fucking head switch around is cool. Yeah, like and you get drops in his I mean, pit. It's, it's really gross. It's, yeah. it's an interesting idea. You get a good dummy fall in it. Yeah, it's not bad. But, like. But like, perfectly emblematic of this movie, the other two kids are trapped down there, and instead of, like,. The kid going ow and looking and seeing an exposed bone poking him. He goes ow and goes. I think this dead guy's bone break because I can feel it poking me. Now we can use this dead guy bone to saw this thing open. It's all about tell, don't show. Oh my god! Yeah, well he's a. It's like watching a really bad audio book. Yeah, Kevin Smith is a writer and he can't understand how to show anything without writing it. Like all he knows how to do is to like have characters just spew exposition yeah. left and right. We get fucking Bluetooth exposition in this Oh my god, we'll get to John Good poor John Goodman shortly. Uh but anyway, so yeah, the, so they kill the gay guy, they throw him in this pit or not pit, but like the under the floorboards of yeah. the church where you see other dead bodies. Not a cool inframan pit that's also hell. That would have been cool. That would have been cool if the thing was over hell. And we talked about it during the movie that we came up with like eighty different and not that either of us are fucking great writers, but like we came up with 80 different scenarios in this movie that I think would be much better and a lot more coherent. Yeah, the the biggest problem with this movie is that the tone is all over the place. Yeah. I don't know what this movie is trying to say. I don't know what... Sh- t- like, it, it's trying at points to be an exposition... Or, exposition, <laughs> exploitation movie. Without all the fun. It is an exposition. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it tries to, just yeah, a it, grindhouse. It's it a type house exposition movie. An, a exploitation movie, but it's not fun. It tries to be this serious kind of like uh, harsh critique on religious but zealots. It's super dumb. But it's stupid. So it's like it needs to be one or the other. It needs to be real silly or real smart. Right. And it's not either one. And it just it blends in this this gross middle part <laughs> that just doesn't work. And it's just really fucking boring. Yeah. So many times in this movie. I'm thinking about the things that are happening. You know, you have this crazy death church. Okay, that's fun. You have these hostages that are trying to get out. Then you have, like, the FBI and the ATF that come later. All these things sound cool on paper, but then, like, when in execution, it's just like, what the fuck? Well, we're through the first movie at yeah. this point. This is where the first movie ends. Yeah. It's almost like it's like a series of vignettes that are, like, loosely connected. Like Yeah. Like it's it's got a it's fucking, like a wraparound. It's like a fucking creep show or something. Yeah. 
It's like coffee and cigarettes. Uh, yeah, um, it's like Jim Jarmusch's coffee and cigarettes. He should have directed this movie. So th- this this leads us to Jim Jarmusch doesn't shoot on handheld. Eventually, the one of the kids uses that exposed bone, <laughs> and um, he gets loose. Or they both they get, get loose. loose. They both get loose, yeah. and they run away. And the one kid runs into I kid you not a room full of machine guns that he picks up. But somehow the lighting rig over the machine guns is a crucifix. I I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Somehow one of the other parishioners manages to get the drop on this kid, even though he's holding a machine gun. There's so much machine gun problems in this movie. He's holding a machine gun, pointed square at the door. The guy is able to open up the door, point his gun, and shoot this kid. And some the kid only manages to get a shot. It's like very again, like you can show that scene. Like, you could show him being nervous, or, like, not knowing what to do, yeah. or, like, maybe he doesn't know how to operate the gun. Right. But the way they have it done, it's literally just, he's holding the gun, yeah. tri- finger on the trigger, at the door, and it's like, what? Like, it's, Calm again... Calm as Hindu cattle. It's just, yeah. it's just fucking, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And, and later on, I'll just say it now, because I'll probably forget, later on there's a sequence where another kid is trying, or one of the other kids is trying to escape the church... And he has a machine gun, and two of the parishioners who aren't armed chase him, and instead of shooting them, he just runs away. Right, so why'd you pick up the gun in the first place? Why did place? you pick Well, actually, and I fucked up. He, before that, he has the machine gun at the, like, main hall of the church. Yeah. So the priest is there, all the, the parishioners are there. He could have just opened fire on all of them. And killed them all. And okay, maybe he's like nervous and doesn't know what to do. At least throw down some fucking covering fire yeah. and then get the fuck out of there. But all he does. And he's already seen people get murdered, so. It's right! Like, <laughs> like, that's the other thing. They've already escalated the situation. Oh, there's also a scene earlier before they shoot the, the poor gay dude that uh, Michael Park sends all the children and the young woman out of the room, yeah, which should be important and will be later for reasons that you won't understand. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, so, anyway, where uh, were we? So, uh, the kids running uh, Cinema Verite handheld through this, like, I know uh, our favorite thing to complain about scene geography, but you cannot tell where anybody is in this movie because no. they're literally sprinting with a camera, like, pre-GoPro, so it's not like in first person or anything. Well, it's not even like, you remember when they did that in um, Requiem for a Dream, where yes. they made that special rig for that? Yeah. And it looked, I mean, they, it was kind of overused in that movie, too. Right. But it looked neat. It was yeah. like a, It was a cool visual thing to do. But you could tell it was expensive. Yeah, they built that. I think they probably spent more. money You can on get them now cheap. It's just like it's just a steady cam, like shoulder harness rig. Right. Yeah. Well, he didn't do that. Right. He literally just did it like fucking selfie mode with a fucking camera, and it looks terrible. And everybody's running. Everybody, you can't see anything. Eventually, the kid makes it out. Oh, we forgot John Goodman. He has, we haven't gotten John Goodman yet. I thought that's they get shot. The kid gets shot by John Goodman. Oh that! Oh yeah, there's a different kid. Oh yeah, okay, because the other kid gets shot later. Right. Okay, so at some point, just before this happens, yeah, poor John Goodman is woken up at four forty-six. Oh in the morning. wait, wait, I'm sorry, I don't mean to step on. No, you. go ahead. Because this this part is hilarious. So the the we we skipped a couple parts. Sorry, this movie sucks. It's hard to remember it's all this crap. The deputy goes to the church right. to investigate because Stephen Roots like go check this out. Because uh, he won't do it himself. I gotta do. I gotta stay here with my gay shame. Yeah, and the deputy goes there. Shit goes. Shit goes wrong. Shit goes down. Yeah, shit goes down. The deputy gets killed. And by the way, 
The the church who has over the radio he gets killed. Yeah, the church has a, like a basement full of dead bodies. They are fine with murdering this cop out of yeah. nowhere because all the cop does is like call for backup, and at that point he doesn't know what's going on, and then they just proceed to murder him while he's on the radio. Yeah. So then, uh, Michael Park gets on the radio, tells Stephen Root he knows that he's gay, Mister Queer, Mister yeah. Queer oh, Faggot, he Queer Homo Queer Faggot. Yeah, he he definitely. Uh, Pushes that button to the the loudest he can. Yeah, uh, that that we got it. Yeah, we, we get it, it, dude. We get it. He hates gay people. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, he tells Stephen Root that he's he's blackmailing him, like like Sean said earlier. So Stephen, so Root, Stephen Root is so terrified that somebody's gonna find out that a dude blew him. Yeah, that he's gonna blow off this investigation in a town of eight people where his deputy gets murdered. Oh, not even that. And then he's gonna kill himself because yeah. the next thing he's he's gonna. This is the hilarious part. This is the part. So the whole reason John Goodman gets in this movie is he's about to kill himself. Then he looks on his bulletin board and sees like a flyer for the, the ATF. ATF? That apparently he's been there the whole time, and it's like, oh, John Goodman, and then oh, I forgot that was the fucking yeah, set. it's all. There's also two of the weirdest cuts in the sheriff's offices I've ever seen. It looks like that there's fucking just reels missing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then he calls John Goodman in for like backup. Basically, John Goodman is woken up at oh, you know what? That doesn't make any sense. So, God, this fucking movie. This movie sucks even more than you think about yeah. it. It's like the opposite of a good movie. So when they cut to John Goodman, you got yeah. up to smoke. I don't think you caught this. Okay. Um, it cut the the screen went black and it said four thirty two a.m. Yeah. A st- remember I told yeah, you yeah, established yeah. the clock. They never go back to that time. That's never important. No. Like why is it even there? Anyway, and I mean like the screen goes black and it says four thirty two a.m. So yeah. that in movie language usually means that that is going to mean something right, later that on. That you are now going to get like you know. Updates in the corner of the screen, exactly. Yeah. Or, or time is going to play some kind of factor ultimately in the. And film. they do that a lot in like the FBI type movies because that's how sure. they do their like reports and stuff. Four forty six a.m. This happened. Five twenty. You know that exactly. kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. But it's another like half idea that gets thrown in. Yeah, and they dropped. never. They yeah. literally never come back. Never do anything. Yeah. With it. Um. So John Goodman then gets out of bed. And then this is where he goes on, what, a 15-minute exposition Just dump? Just two separate 15-minute exposition dumps, because he does his talking to you know, Nebulous Sir or Charlie or whatever over the phone, so he can deliver the background of himself to the audience. And then he's sitting at... I don't even know why he has a wife in this scene. This makes no sense. Like, he should just be a bachelor because this is fucking retarded. He goes out to have breakfast where his wife is making orange juice omelets or something. Those omelets are pretty good. <laughs> I guess that's my favorite part of the movie. The omelets and the potatoes she was making yeah. look real good. And where he's on this blue, this hilarious Bluetooth thing. <laughs> it doesn't even look like it. It just looks like a fucking straw stuck are to his for, ear. Are you familiar with, uh, with Tim and Eric? Dave, just the stuff you showed. Dave Liebhart. He always yeah. has some weird whack Bluetooth. That's the guy you saw in concert. Yeah, okay. he always has. At least on the show, he always had this weird ass Bluetooth in his ear. Yeah. And that's exactly what it reminded me. It's of. fucking hysterical. Yeah. But he's just like, sir, this this compound, and these guys did this, and I remember I blew up this, and da 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 da. Like it's like twenty minute just talking to the audience scene. And this is also where he drops. It's, it's like the Phelps Church. He should just be sitting at a desk like Spalding Gray talking to the audience, <laughs> like. Except, you know, not funny. I was from Foster Gloucester, Rhode Island. 
<laughs> My brother bought me two Frankfurters. You know what was fucked up? Mm. Is like, we had Showtime when I was a kid, so I watched that, and I thought that's what stand-up comedy was, because I was like, you remember, oh, come on, like, really early in the yeah. morning, like, some summer I'd watch Spalding Grace swimming to Cambodia of, like, six years old. Like, this is what comedy is. You should watch that that uh, documentary now parody of Spalding <laughs> Grace. Oh, they do it's, one for him? Fu- that's where that Foster Gloucester oh, okay. thing is. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, it's Bill Hader. He's the best. Um, so anyway, yeah. So then John Goodman comes in with the with, ATF. With, uh, Kevin Pollock and two other dudes. Why is Kevin Pollock in this movie? He's in it for half a second. He must have been just like available for he a weekend. Just, maybe he was with John Goodman. Oh, maybe just there, yeah, just hanging out. Uh, he gets shot in the eye. Yeah, he gets shot in the eye pretty much right away. So what Sean said earlier, how? Oh, it, so after the awful hand cam chase. One of the kids runs out, is shot by the ATF. Yeah. They just shoot him out of the blue. No, Steven Root shoots him. Oh, Steven Root, that's right, yeah. that's right, yeah, Steven Root shoots him. Root shoot? Did he shoot him because, like... No, he just shot him. He just shot him because he was scared, not guess, because yeah. he was going to expose him for being a human. Possibly. I don't know. The, the way this movie is, I don't know, I feel like... <laughs> hey, the, the sheriff's a... <laughs> what? The sheriff's near? No, the sheriff's a queer. I mean... Um, that would have been better. I mean... I, anyway. I like Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah. So and then, then the movie, which wasn't going anywhere before, completely falls apart here. Yeah, it literally stops. The movie that was about these these kidnapped kids and this death cult is over, and now it's this boring standoff. Movie. Oh, there's also the most hilarious blocking in this shot where uh, John Goodman's uh, yelling at uh, Abinser over the megaphone. Yeah, and it's like him, some fucking SWAT dude. And Kevin Pollock's standing at, like, a complete 45-degree angle, like the cheapest Forbes perspective ever. You're also forgetting about the big SWAT team truck. Oh, I'm not... I have got oh, there oh, yet. Oh, no, yeah. So it makes Kevin Pollock look like he's as tall as John Goodman for some reason. I don't know why you need that. There's a SWAT truck, like, halfway in the frame, then a fucking dumpster somewhere back here. It looks... It's a fucking It looks like mess. a collage. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> shit on top of shit on top of shit. Yeah, it's a mess. I don't know how somebody... It's like, at- how many layers of animation can we do in this Genesis game? I don't know all of them. Did somebody look at that and be like, yeah, it looks fine? Like, it just is bad blocking. It just... Yeah. And it's, like, weird... These are problems you don't get in a movie. It's, like, not even, like... It's, like, amateur. It's, like, there was no thought put into it. It's, like, just have them stand over there. Yeah. Like, if you look at, like, a Die Hard or something, right? Like, when they block scenes like that, you know, there's... Uh, what's his name? Not Paul Winfield. Is that his name? The oh yeah yeah yeah. That's you right. know he's kind of you know front off to the left, and then the cop cars are arranged in some kind of like maybe not like practical cinematic sure. way. There's like there's a fucking geography to blocking a scene. Right. That's just like fucking whatever here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. And I, I I don't know what he was thinking. I don't think he was thinking at all. I think he was just. I think he just was like they probably like how do you want them set up? I was like I don't know. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. And he's like, the, the cinematographer's like, I don't give a fuck, this movie's stupid. This movie Dude, my sense. fucking shoulder hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we go into fucking the boring standoff that goes on for the rest of the movie. Right. But intermittently goes off because whenever the character... As at first, John Goodman's talking to his boss again on the phone in the middle of this firefight having this drawn-out conversation over all this... After the cops got killed. Yeah. yeah. But then at other points where people are talking, there's just nothing going on. Yeah, there's well, there's they cut to there's several kids in the house, like one of the, the kid, babies, one of the kids that was. Oh no, there's babies in yeah, the There's a baby in the house. Get me some sweet tea, like. Um, but baby. no, there was uh, there there's several scenes with the one of the kids that was captured earlier who like 
kind of half-ass befriends the, like, one attractive member of the church. And you think, like, Sean said this earlier, but when they kill the gay guy in the beginning, they have her, the attractive girl, take herself and the kids outside of the room when the murder happened. Right. So Sean was like, well, she's the redeemable one because maybe she doesn't know about the murders. Like, she's not present during the murders. But they fuck that all up (laughs) because the captured kid goes, you murdered my friends, and she doesn't reply with, what? She just basically goes, yeah, but... Like, so... For most of this movie, or at least half of it, like, you're supposed to be sympathetic for a girl that was complying in a hundred murders? Yeah. Like, I... Okay, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense? No. Like, she's I, she's sympathetic because she's pretty? Is that it? Like, right. I, it's very odd. Oh, we forgot Kevin Smith's wife's in this, because of Oh, course yeah. And of course... Everybody in this church is made up to look like a fucking hobo with a bindle, and she's got, like, makeup and shit on, like... And she still looks kind of just as bad as the rest of them. Yeah, well... No accounting for taste. Um, It's so hard to... This, like... The the movie just, like, if it was slower before, it's even slower It's like, imagine heat if everybody just stood in a doorway the whole time, but talked. I've never seen a scene where people are shooting at each other, or it's so boring, because they're literally just... Hey, what's going on? Shoot out the window. Well, there's no... Yeah, but there's no, like, uh... There's... You don't follow any of the shooting. It's just, like, they're just standing out shooting a gun out of the window, not right. looking at what they're doing, talking to one another, like, blah, 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 Yeah, it's literally what they're doing. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And then it's just this half-assed, mumbly, religious crap from the one side. Yeah. And then this bureaucracy is bad. What about 9-11 on the other side? That's literally all yeah. you get for, like, a half an hour. And it's like, what is this? And he keep Kevin Smith keeps showing the same shots. Right. Like, a more competent guy shows the members of the church, we know yeah. where they are, we know where they're shooting. The, the thing is, they don't move. That's the thing. You need to have... What you need in this scene is... You need, like, a couple of these ATF guys to breach the door and yes. get into the compound and get some kind of motion in this well, movie. Well, one kind of does, and then he dies, and right. then it's like, well, what is this? Yeah, like that. It's again. It goes. Nope. That was too much. But he doesn't even get. He's just in the yard. Yeah. Like he doesn't even get into the house. This house is like totally unbreachable because there's like six fucking jabos up shooting guns out the window. Even though they have an armored vehicle that they could just drive through the front door at any time. Also, like they have, like they're way more armed. I mean, M- Michael Parks is shooting at him like a fucking twenty-two. Yeah. Like, he's, I mean, he's out there like fucking Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> like. I, it's, I don't know. And then there's a scene where Melissa Leo, and this is her daughter we come to find out, which, try and put that together, how <laughs> that came out of that. Yeah. Um, and they have the, what TJ called, and he's right, that cliched, oops, the gun went off while we were fighting over it. I hate that. At least give her a moment where she realizes her mother wants her and shoots her yeah. and has some kind of regret. That's redemption. This is just a happy accident that she shot Melissa Leo. Yeah. Like, again, like, you have the easy, like, you... The point, and again, but by the way, the the pretty girl dies. You're trying to make her sympathetic, but yeah. you never give the audience any reason to really feel any sympathy right. for. Her. The only reason- and the kids that get kidnapped are fucking like awful beings too. They're all like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fuck this bitch and my bitch and my dick." Oh, and we fags. forgot. About, yeah. We forgot about all that. Yeah, the the kids in the beginning. Everybody in this movie is awful, and it's not like an only God forgives sort of way where it's like deep or like and a hateful thoughtful. Eight, yeah, like, where it's like it's supposed they're supposed right. to be terrible. Like, this movie is a movie with no message no. and no, like, 
There's, it's a movie that like is like stumbles at trying to. Have it's some all kind of super text. It's yeah, not even yeah. like like I told you. It's not like because uh, we'll get into the ending. But there's no like oh maybe these people were better than we thought or like this was worse than we thought. It's all like yeah we know these people are bad. Like yeah. it's okay. There's no there's no like the, the and if that's gonna be the message that's fine. But have them like like upgrade get their fucking mouths cut halfway off and like right. you know, do, do something. something. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, so the the cute girl shoots her mother by accident, and then she's like, "But there's kids in the attic. The baby's getting the attic. Baby's the in the attic." And because that worked out so well for Anne Frank, we're supposed to care about the babies, and th- that ultimately doesn't go anywhere no. either. So do we even like in any like halfway competent movie? You got John Goodman; he's carrying one fucking kid out of the building. Nope, not in this one. No, because uh, you get to after this like fucking interminable shootout. A bunch of like fucking like Gabriel horns start going wait, off. Wait, we forgot oh. my, my well, part that I that drives me crazy because of that second. I also game. forgot about that's not God's love ADR, which is like the funniest thing in any movie. Oh ever. yeah, yeah, there, yeah, that was earlier. <laughs> no, so the two ki- the the kidnapped kid and the pretty girl make it outside, and they go to John. They get all the way to John Goodman, which again, geography wise, it doesn't make any sense because they're clear on the other end of the. Well, again, the blocking's terrible. So there's a scene where they're on the roof. It looks like they're four feet off the ground because it's zoomed in so tight on this roof, like you can't tell what the fuck's going on. So yeah, so they get to John Goodman and they're like, "Look, don't shoot, don't shoot. We're hostages." Da 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 da. And then the girl's like, "Look, there's plenty of evidence. We can just you'll just put us in jail." Yeah. And his fucking like John Goodman's like underling who before was like, "We can't do this. Yeah. This is inhumane." He just walks up and blows them away. Like totally unarmed. They're totally like they're completely no unarmed. And he just walks Puts up them and right in their bean too. Yeah, like he, he just blows them away. And then five seconds later, yeah. you hear these horns. So then Michael Parks and his merry band come out, start dancing. Oh Lord, come burn here! And and for some reason, that same guy that just shot two kids in the head, just yeah. willy nilly, doesn't start shooting the rest of these no. people. No, he waits. Well, wait, don't bother. No, it doesn't make an attempt. And John Goodman's first thought is that there's something supernatural going on. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "What do those horns mean?" And it's... then, yeah. And, and then, then it stops. And then it's over. And we're like, "Okay." And I, you remembered this? I totally forgot about it. Yeah. They cut to the end of Burn After Reading, <laughs> but which not, is like but not the, fun. The worst way to end this movie because like nothing happens, right? There's no resolution to this conflict. No. You just get told what happened. Yes. It's like it literally uh, the the guy with the blue box from Mulholland Drive goes, and then what happened? Yeah. John Goodman, well, and the, I headbutted him, and then blotted blah 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 yeah. blah, and it's just going on and on. And, and the, on. the moral of the story is the government's bad. Yeah, that's it. That's the movie. Well, there also it turns out that a local farmers cooperative was playing these horns on a siren through an iPod. Which what the fuck are we even talking about? Yeah, they played these horns through a siren through an iPod to screw with the church because they knew about the church's very specific apocalypse dream. Yeah, which again. I said to Sean, I'm a big fucking religious nerd. Like, I, I'm pretty familiar with some obscure religious yeah. nonsense because I find it's it It's from a very small passage in Revelations, which is, like... But, like, I don't... Do you think, like, that's like, oh, we'll get him that way? Yeah. Like, I don't... No, because we talked about it before and you wouldn't know this unless you'd heard Kevin Smith fucking babble about it. In the original version of this movie, when those horns go off, it's supposed to be like the angel Gabriel's supposed to come down in a huge colossal with a big fiery sword. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the resolution of that was going to yeah, be. What would the resolution of that But what I hoped it was 
was that it turned out that God was on the side of these fucking religious lunatic that zealots all the time. I'm not saying I agree with that. Right. But it had been interesting. Hey, at least that's one th- a chance, that, or a, like a fucking risk this movie would take, or something yeah. that would leave you going, what? Like, yeah. It'd give you... It, it would produce a reaction. It wouldn't be worth, again, the juice being worth the squeeze for how bad the movie was before. It would be like, that movie sucks, but that fucking ending is nuts. Yeah, it would be like a lesser dead or alive. Like, yeah. Like where the fucking two protagonists <laughs> pull out their souls, throw them at each other, and then the world explodes. But because they couldn't do that and he didn't realize it until they stopped shooting or something? Yeah. They had to go to this scene, which is fucking garbage. It, it's terrible. Like, John Goodman looks so bored. Can you blame him? No. John Goodman, who's excellent in everything, is not very good in this movie. And then the two government guys. And he has an accent that kind of phases in and out of existence. My wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. Hey, my wife. Um, No, but then the two government guys are like super nice. They're like, bro, Patriot Act, bitch. Patriot Act, bitch. He sounds just like... uh, Thomas Jane and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. He's like, milk and eggs. Milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> I love that. Lost Vegan Edge. <laughs> that movie. Why did we watch that movie? Well, we should have. That's a fun movie. Uh, so, yeah, that's the whole... No, that is not the whole movie, because oh, yeah. then... It cuts to Michael Parks pacing around oh, the I jail forgot. cell. For ten minutes. Singing Jesus Gave Me a Little Light, or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, and... And then it, it ends with, with a, Shut the fuck up An ADR joke Yeah and that's it And then it ends Thanks Kevin Smith Holy fuck So what's the point of this movie? The government's bad Gay people are bad I think that is Is that a, I don't I don't know I don't think he thinks Michael that Park is, Michael Parks is the most evil person in this movie And honestly Kind of gets off the best Yeah he's not punished He's Even okay. John Goodman is is like because he just wants to retire, but he is theoretically punished by getting promoted. You see, it look like I got promoted. Yeah, the only one who kind of gets off okay is uh, is Michael Parks. Yeah, and he's in jail. But- and you'd also, I mean, in a better written movie, John Goodman is punished by the fact that he's a decent person. And he's haunted by what he's had yeah. to go through. Like he went through this like Waco situation. Right. He's killed innocent people. Well, not innocent, but right. like he killed people that he really shouldn't have murdered. Right. At least to him, I don't, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm going a little too. No, far. I think you're right. But those two kids, definitely, like for him anyway. And I think I do. You think Kevin Smith like sat back at some point and went, "Wait a minute, isn't it weird that like all the, the two gay people in this movie get murked?" I don't know, like, man. Bad, like, like real bad. Yeah. No, I don't know. And then again, not only is Steven gay, but he's also an adulterer and a coward. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. And then again, all the like fucking loosey goosey. Like, hey, you know what? You know how to fix that? Instead of John Goodman's mute wife, give John Goodman a mute husband. There you go. Just give me something, because that well, and, the and subtext it, of this movie, whether he meant it or not, I'm going to assume not, is fucking weird. Well, and again, all the fucking, like, very casual, like, anti-gay stuff. Yeah. And again, like, I get it, like, the church, it's explicit that all the stuff they're saying is, is bad and hateful. Right. But what about all the stuff the kids say in the beginning? It's well, a weird duality that they're rolling with. We also get it, though, after a while, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, I... But do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so when the kid, when the, the high school kids call each other Maybe gay, he's fascinated with the word in the same way that Quentin Tarantino's sort of fascinated with the N-word, although, like, Quentin Tarantino at least doesn't have the problem where, like, all the black people get punished for being black. Yeah, I don't know, man. What are these people who are, like, explicitly punished for being gay? But I don't even know, like, does he even, like... 
Like, what is the point? I question his writing because I don't even think he understands what subtext is. What? I don't even un- I don't understand what supertext is in this movie. What the what? Because I hate to keep bringing this up because it's such a small part of the movie. What is the point of making Stephen Root? gay or closeted gay. Because you can get to the same place you're already at with him just getting blown by some whore on the side of the road. Some female whore. I agree. Right? Yeah, because he's an adulterer, so that would be just as evil at this church. Yeah. Yeah. And in their small town or whatever. Because the... Because, like, the way it's shot, because it, like, shows him and his, like, fucking Sarah Plain and Tall wife in this photo, is like... It's like when they show, uh, fucking Xander Cruz's murdered parents who were murdered. Uh... Is that he? F- he's not upset that he's gay, possibly, but more that he has committed adultery. Yeah. So why not just make it that? Yeah. Because him being gay on top of it is super weird. It is. And again, he's gay. He's an adulterer, and he's a coward. Right. Like he's not a redeemable character in this film, and he he kills a guy. Yeah. Because he's a coward. Like what is that? It's real weird. Oh, and he's lazy. Like, he wouldn't even go out to see who hit the car. I don't know, man. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what this is. What? But, what, again, what's the point of this movie? Like, what? what is what is the message? I think per- like, Kevin he- Smith got was personally offended because he got kind of dragged by these fucking psychos out in Kansas about whatever. He's like, oh, I'll, stick, I'll skewer them. But it's like, he didn't present them in a light that you aren't already aware of. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like, besides the fact that they haven't shot anybody yet... He's just like, I'll take this, I'll just smash the Waco thing in there, and, you know, movie. Yeah, but it's nothing. As long as every f- gay person gets killed, like... It's fucking weird, man. And it's just, like, poorly written, and, like, everything is, like... Again, I, there's just... It's so fucking boring. And this isn't me, like, with my 2017 eyes or anything. No. You know, I don't give a shit about that. No. Like, it's just... If it's housed in a good movie, it's yeah. just, it sticks out like a fucking sore thumb in this Yeah, movie. like, if it, this movie came out in 1976, I'd be like, that's kind of weird, but, you But, know. It, again, for me, it's because the villains in this movie are explicit about their homophobia. Yeah. That's, like, their entire fucking oeuvre right. is their fucking hatred for gay people. So it's weird to throw all this other stuff in there that's about gay people. Like, it may, it puts everything else in a weird context. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 weird to the point of nobody said, Kevin, this doesn't, like, is this where you want to go with this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And and again, the movie's boring as fuck. It's poorly constructed. It's it's poorly made. It's poorly written. Every opportunity has to say something to, doesn't. Yeah, there's no message in this. This right. movie is like... But it's a message. Now, normally, if it's... Because we talk about that all the time. Like, not every movie needs to have a message. Because sometimes movies are just... Guys karate kicking each other. That's cool. Yeah. But this is explicitly a message movie. But it has no, no message. message. No message. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, should we give a five knuckle shuffle for this? Sure. Five knuckle shuffle time. Teagles. Zero. Boom. It's fucking awful. I mean, it's really, really bad. If is it worse than Tusk? Is it worse than Yoga Hosers? It might be. I don't know. I I have yeah, no desire to watch either one of those. I think it is because at least those other two movies are goofy. Like, Yoga Hosers and Tusk aren't message movies. No. And, and Yoga Hosers is harmless. It's just awful. Yeah. And Tusk is a movie, though, just like this movie, Tusk is a movie that, like, is searching for a tone that it never finds. Yeah. So is this movie. But, like, 
at least it doesn't feel as pretentious as yeah. this movie. This movie is stupid and pretentious. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> but it is, right? Like, it, it's like, stru- like, it's like, hey guys, religion, right? Hey the guys, government. the government, right? Bureaucracy, right? Like, what do you... What, what you want to be like? What do you believe in? What are you, where do you land? Because I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, like Dogma's got a lot smarter view on religion than this movie does. It's also fun. Yeah. Like Dogma is is it, I mean it has its jabs at, at religion, but it's also like a fun movie. Yeah. This is a movie that's like trying to be serious. There's like no levity in this no. movie. I mean, not that it needs it, but I don't know. It's just a misguided piece of garbage. I can't believe he still makes movies. Honestly, like. After we've watched these three films, it's just like, what are you even doing? Like, yeah. just give up. Maybe we should have watched them in order. That probably would have been better. <laughs> then we would have got it. Maybe. He's got another one coming out, too. Yeah. Moose Jaws. That's that's <laughs> about how much that movie's worth. Yeah. Five knuckle shuffle shot. Big same. Zero. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is like... Obviously, I this is, this is the second time I've seen this movie. This movie is just garbage. There's yeah. nothing in this movie that's worth even watching. No, it's terrible. And this movie has its defenders. Like I, I don't know. Like I, you, you said it earlier. Yeah. He has this core group of fans that just don't like ever say anything. Bad is this? About. Is it another one of those like pretend you enjoy your mother's cooking type things? I think so. Yeah. I think when you get to this certain kind of cult of personality, that you've established these fans and. There's just fans that no matter what you put out, they like. Yeah. Like, well, it's it's so and so, so I like it. Like, and I don't like. I, I have a friend of mine who's a Clutch fan. I'm a Clutch fan. Yeah. But Clutch has put some albums out that I don't care for, and I'll be the first one to say it. And I he I remember I talking to him about it one time. He's like, well, it's Clutch, so I like it. And I'm like, mm, it's kind of weird. It's like, why don't you stay in your lane sometimes? Because like, you don't know how to shoot. You're not an action film director, so let's not do action scenes. We've thrown this out there before, but like. T- what about he just wrote something and let somebody else direct it? I feel like it wouldn't work because I I assume if you're directing a movie and you're like watching these people deliver these clunky ass lines, you're gonna go, let's cut this and take yeah. this down. I don't think that would go over real well. I said this to you while we were watching the movie, but I think it is like painfully obvious through all the Kevin Smith movies that we watch. He is a guy, I mean obviously he writes all his own shit, yeah. but he is a guy that needs an editor that falls in love with Everything he writes, right? Because this movie suffers so much because every fucking piece of dialogue. And like the one thing that like he has going for him, if it's anything, is that like he can tell a joke. Yeah, there's no jokes in this movie, so it's like totally outside of his wheelhouse. Yeah, and I mean it's important for directors to branch out and try new things, but fail fast and but, then go back to what you were doing. Like, and I don't think he even can. I don't know. I think he's just... I think sometimes you just lose it. I think yeah. he's lost It's the sick boy thing. I think it First is. First you got it, I, then you lost it. I mean, think about it. Like, what's the the last good movie he made Clerks was what? Clerks 2. Clerks 2. Yeah. And that was what? Zack and Mary's, like, watchable. Oh, fuck. I totally forgot about yeah. that movie. That movie's pretty good. It's fine. I forgot all about that movie. I, Elizabeth Banks... Like, he just can't direct women, and Elizabeth Banks is in the movie a lot, and it's not her fault, but, I like... I need to watch it again. I remember yeah. liking it. That's fine. I mean, I like the people that are in it. I like Seth Rogen. I like fucking, uh... Craig Robinson, you know. Yeah. But, uh... But he's, it's just him making a Judd Apatow movie, and it's just not quite there. Yeah. It does have that really funny scene with, uh, fucking Justin Long, where he's, like, the gay porn actor. Yeah, and he's oh, like, Brandon St. Randy. Yeah, I love that. But, uh... They fight just like us. 
But anyway, uh, yeah, this no, it, it does have that great that there's that one great line. It's Glenn like, Gary, Glenn, Glenn Ross, Ross. Mm-hmm. movies about men for men. But um, don't watch this movie. No, it's not fucking, even as a goof. It's fucking. It's not even fun for a goof. No. Like there's nothing. It's not one of those movies that you can watch at all. This is so terrible. It's just so fucking bland. It's like depressing. Yeah, it's just bad. It's just bad. There's not. There's no flair. There's not. There's no like one great scene. No. There's nothing. There's just nothing. So hopefully next week we'll be back with our final movie of Kaijun. So yeah. it'll probably be that movie Gog's Pod. Well, no, because he won't be here. So we'll watch Shin Godzilla instead. That'll be fine. Shin Godzilla is very good. Uh, but anyway, uh, lube up, boys. Mole bed. And uh, F. Gogs. Yeah. And F. Kevin Smith. And uh, Kevin Smith is our. You know, Gogs is our Kevin. It's kind of weird that we watch this movie. It's Pride Month, and we watch this horrible, hate-filled movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people don't go like, misconstrue our. Uh, we're not Kevin Smith or Troy Duffy. No, we love the gays. Big fan. Big, big fan. I like big gay boys with big gay cocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. On that note, yeah. see you later. Bye. Everyone, everyone, can I have your attention, please? We love you. Praise Christ. Yes, yes, thanks. Thank you. Praise him. I think we're ready to start now. Welcome to the presentation ceremony for Faith Plus One. Jesus. Alright, buddies, give me a beat. Okay, nice, very nice. Alright, Token, give me a smooth bass line. I don't know how to play bass. Token, how many times do we have to go through this? You're black, you can play bass. I'm getting sick of your stereotypes. Be as sick as you want, just give me a goddamn bass line! God damn it. the very best in good, wholesome Christian music. Oh Lord, you are my savior. You know I miss you so much when you are gone. With great inspirational songs like I Wasn't Born Again Yesterday. Yes, I may be born again, but I, w- I want to get down on my knees and start pleasing Jesus. I want to feel his salvation all over my face. The CD is filled with instant classics. Who doesn't remember... 
We just had one question, though. We were looking over some of your lyrics. Uh, I want to walk hand in hand with Jesus on a private beach for two. I want him to nibble on my ear and say I'm here for you. It, it seems you really love Christ. Yes, we sure do. No, but it, it appears you are actually in love with Christ. Well, what are you saying? That, that you don't really love Christ? Well, of, of course I do. I mean, I just... Well, what's the difference? You love Christ, you're in love with Christ? I mean, what the heck is this? Uh, we just like to make sure the bands we sign are in it for God and not for the money. I resent that, sir. I have never in my life done anything just for the money. If I'm lying, may the Lord strike me down right now. Uh, uh. Give it up for Faith Plus One. You know, Jesus, I've been thinking a lot about you lately. That's why I wrote this song. I love you, Jesus. I want you to walk with me. I take good care of your baby. Call you my baby, baby. You died for my sins. And you know that I would die for you, right? What's the matter, baby? You tremble at Jesus, baby Your love is my life You know when I'm without you There's a black hole in my life Oh, I wanna believe It's alright, but I get lonely in the night And it's up to you to save me Jesus, baby God Oh, please don't take the Lord's name in vain. Who cares? I can never win my bet because you stupid assholes don't give out platinum albums. But you spread the word of the Lord. You brought faith in Jesus. Oh, f*** Jesus. Eric, <laughs> ah! I'm pretty sure you shouldn't say that word about Jesus. Yeah, you're going to hurt the band. Who f***ing cares, Token? I can never beat Kyle now. I'll say it again. F*** Jesus. Ah! My ears are bleeding. Good job, dickhead. You lost the entire audience. Ah, f*** you, Token, you back asshole. He got what he deserved. <laughs> F you, 